0: Welcome to In Your Area. I'm Michelle Perro, Senior Professional Development Advisor at Area. This episode features a conversation between myself and Dustin Kozak, a certified nutritionist who has traveled globally to explore the nuances of wellness from a scientific perspective. We chat about why nutrition is so important during stressful times, the foods and nutrients you should focus on to drive your wellness, and what to steer clear of in order to feel better, both mentally and physically. As well, Dustin chats about some COVID 19 best practices to create a sense of comfort for your clients. We hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. My name is Michelle Perro, Senior Professional Development Advisor at the Alberta Real Estate Association. Joining me today is Dustin Kozak. Dustin is a certified nutritionist. He's worked with a number of people one on one talking about wellness, and he studied all over the world, including Peru, Mexico, and Egypt. I'll let Justin tell you a little bit more about himself and about what he does.
1: Hi, thanks. Yeah, so um, I'm a nutritionist, uh, mainly. Uh, I've got a huge passion for food. I think that's mostly why I've gone after that. I love making food. I love working with food. I love teaching people, you know, how to eat really good food and healthy food and really tasty foods. So, you know, just in general, all the kind of food and gardening out there is just a big part of my life. I'm also a Reiki practitioner. Um, I'm also a Qigong practitioner. So uh, that's a lot of just relaxation and a lot of stretching, things like kind of Tai Chi-like movements. And I'm, you know, uh, like Michelle mentioned, I have traveled all around the world. Um, I'm also a delegate for the Resonant Science Foundation. Uh, so I teach people about physics and I've, I've learned a lot about uh, unified physics around the world. So I just try to keep myself as immersed in that as I can. And then uh, along with that, I just like to stay healthy and exercise and stay outside a lot. So that's really just the main of what I do.
0: Awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, I think a good place for us to start the conversation today is in talking about what a virus is and how exactly it works.
1: Yeah, yeah. So just with the whole pandemic going on with the COVID, um, you know, this is one area that I think a lot of people... Um, may not fully be aware, so we'll just touch on it really quick, just so people can understand exactly what's going on. Um, Generally, a a virus is just a, it's like bacteria, but it's smaller than bacteria, which is why it transmits so easily. Uh, It generally consists of uh, nucleic acid, which is DNA and RNA, and then it's got some protein and some fat around it. Um, And generally, when these things come in contact with the cells in our body, uh, what they'll really do is they actually inject their genetics right into our cells. And this is how you get, quote unquote, infected with a virus. Um, Some viruses are transferred through food, um, like hepatitis A or the Norwalk virus. Um, and some are bloodborne pathogenic viruses like HIV or hepatitis B and C. But ones like influenza or the coronavirus, this just travels really easily through cell membranes like your eyes or your nose or your mouth, all those really wet areas where we're swallowing and, you know, it just gets right into us. So that's really just how the virus works in a general way overall. What I really wanted to touch on for people was really the big difference between uh, the coronavirus and just the regular flu, the influenza that comes around every single year. If you've ever seen pictures of the bronchioles in our lungs, um, these viruses, kind of like the SARS virus back in the day, really attacks the lungs. That's where it's going at, is the bronchioles, where we breathe. And whenever you get the flu, whenever people get that, what happens is, is right in between the bronchioles, you get a lot of mucus buildup. So a lot of fluid and a lot of mucus swells up and they get kind of puffed up. And that's when you start coughing up a lot of spit and you really feel a little bit like you can't breathe so well. And that's really what's going on with the regular influenza. With the coronavirus, the big difference is instead of mucus building up between the bronchioles, the bronchioles themselves just start to get a little bit harder. So they get less flexible. And this is where you hear a lot of people can't breathe very well um, and they have trouble with that and people want respirators and things. And it's literally just because the lungs literally are more solidified. So when it comes down to that, that's the main difference.
0: You know, I want to talk to you about some actions that people can take and some some
1: precautions that we can make, but
0: I also want to touch on you know the stress that is being caused by by the virus and by the fact that, you know, our daily lives have really been impacted in such a substantial way for for most individuals. You know, there's um, when we're looking at our membership, our realtors, a lot of people are just not as busy as they typically would be this time of year. And spring uh, is typically a busier season for realtors. And they're just not seeing that type of business right now because people are are unsure and they're scared. And, you know, it's, it's tough for people to get out there and do showings and they're not currently able to do open houses. And so there's a lot of stressors that that occur at this time for, for various reasons. And I would just love to touch on how stress impacts our immune system and physiologically what exactly is happening.
1: Absolutely, yeah, stress is a big one. Um, I would definitely say when it really comes down to it, and you've probably heard the term, you know, stress is the, is the silent killer. Um, and it's so true because it really attacks us in a whole bunch of different ways. To touch on sort of how it works, the, the way our immune system uh, works in our bodies is that it's mostly in our stomachs, um, and it's made up of a lot of bacteria, a lot of good bacteria, if you've heard of probiotics before. Generally, this is what our immune system is made up of. Now, it's spread throughout the entire body because you know, your body needs to know if anything gets in anywhere, um, but the most of it is in your gut. Now, the way that our immune systems protect us number one is through that good bacteria overtaking bad bacteria. Like I said earlier, a virus is like bacteria, but it's a lot smaller and it's a lot meaner. So generally when your body is overloaded with this stuff, you tend to be really good. But there's a lot of factors that will lower that bacteria and destroy a lot of that bacteria and stress is the number one thing. We have a huge emotional connection to our immune system. Um, They've done a lot of studies and what they found out was that if you do something that is like a very positive thing in your day, like let's say you hold the door open for somebody because they're walking into a building, you know, it feels good for them, makes you feel good. It's a nice action. It's courteous. They've shown that that will actually increase the level of bacteria, of good bacteria in your gut. So it actually strengthens your immune system. On the other end, if you do a negative action, if you do something that's not good for you or that, you know, that you might find not morally correct or just something that makes you feel bad, um, what that actually will do is that'll come up a lot of different uh, stress chemicals in your brain and in your body that destroy that bacteria. So doing a negative action actually weakens your immune system. So when it really comes down to it, the emotional factor of stress is probably the most closely related thing to keeping us healthy. And there's a lot of different things that you can do to support that. Um, There's foods that you can eat. There is vitamins that you can take. And I'll touch on just a couple of those, just so, you know, especially if you're working every day, even if you are getting out there and showing a house or something like that, these are things that'll keep you strong against anybody that you're dealing with. And it'll keep you a lot more emotionally stable. So that way your own immune system doesn't get a little bit out of whack. One of the major things that we've probably all heard is vitamin C vitamin C is one of the best things for your immune system that you can take for a lot of different reasons. The number one reason is that vitamin C is antiviral, it's antibacterial, it's antimicrobial. So to battle anything in your body, vitamin C is, is definitely number one. The other thing, physiologically, uh, human beings don't produce vitamin C in our bodies. There's a lot of other vitamins that we produce, and funny enough, a lot of animals, like your cat or your dog, they produce vitamin C, so they don't ever have to worry about eating vitamin C. But we, as humans, don't produce it, so if we don't intake vitamin C, we will get sick. Um, If you ever heard back in the day with um, sailors, they would always eat uh, limes and if they didn't they would get scurvy and it's really just because of that lack of vitamin c so if you take vitamin c it keeps your immune system healthy it'll kill off bad bacteria and it's a wonderful wonderful anti-inflammatory so it just works with everything in the body the other one that's really good to take too is probiotics probiotics are absolutely essential as i mentioned earlier they are one of the major things that make up our immune systems so even if you just go to your local pharmacist, go to your local health food store, you can buy a bottle of probiotic capsules or probiotic liquid, have one of those a day, um, and you'll find that a lot of times you won't get sick when you think you will. Um, so that's that's one of the major ones as well. Another one is zinc. Uh, the mineral zinc, funny enough, other than that it helps to strengthen our immune systems, what zinc actually does is it prevents viruses from replicating. So like I mentioned earlier, how the virus will actually inject genetics into your cells zinc prevents that zinc actually stops viruses from doing that so take zinc zinc's a wonderful supplement Uh, it's wonderful for females it's wonderful for males and it's great for your immune system touch on a couple more magnesium magnesium is a wonderful thing and what magnesium really does is it helps the body to relax and we need that right now. It helps your muscles to relax. It relaxes tension in the shoulders and in the neck where we feel a lot of tension and anxiety. Um, magnesium also helps to give us a little bit of energy throughout the day. So we have these little mitochondria in our cells that spin and they run off of magnesium. So if you take magnesium, you'll find that you'll be very relaxed but you'll also be very focused throughout the day. So those are some supplements that you can take one thing I would definitely touch on too with those is try to cut back on sugar. They found out that if you take a teaspoon of white sugar, it will disable your immune system for roughly three hours. So if you're eating a lot of sugar and a lot of candies in the day, uh, you're lowering your, your immune system and you're really raising your chances of, of getting a virus. So cut back on the sugars. And if you can, try to go for more natural sugars and you'll find you'll feel a lot better.
0: That, that's so interesting about the sugars, especially I think sugar is a comfort food for a lot of people. And in a time of stress, people often, you know, reach out for those comfort foods. And it's kind of a, a perpetuating cycle in which you're just, you know, reaching out for that sugary food. And it's it's actually making you
1: feel worse. Absolutely. That's that's the, that's so true. Um, and that's what most of us has done. You know, we, we've uh, been quarantined inside and we're grabbing at those foods and those comfort foods that we just love. And it's not bad to do that every once in a while, but, you know, definitely just try to regulate it try not to pound it in you because of course staying inside eating lots of sugars you're not getting a lot of exercise definitely not the best thing
0: yeah now with regards to you know some of the the vitamins that you were listing um and if you can get your hands on a bottle of vitamin C these days it's it's magic it's
1: <laughs> yeah
0: there to to refill some of our supplements but is it is it better to, you know, secure those vitamins through, through your daily food
1: rather than supplements? Or what, what is your view on that? Oh, so my view, when it comes down to those kind of things, um, if you can eat your vitamin C, let's say through an orange, Absolutely, the much better thing than taking a supplement um, because in an orange, you actually have other cofactors. So, vitamin C is known, for example, as ascorbic acid. But if you look at the complexes in food, there's ascorbic acid, there's routine, there's all these different things that are associated with it that help your body to absorb and recognize it. So, what I tell most people is eat your vitamins, which is the best thing, but keeping some vitamin C on hand, just in case if you have a tickle in your throat or if you're starting to feel yourself maybe not 100% then it's good just to up the level and just kind of, you know, like like it's called a supplement to just supplement with it. So more or less when I have vitamin C and I have things like magnesium, those are kind of my, you know, in my medicine cabinet. Those are when things maybe I'm a little unsure or maybe that day I'm going to go like for realtors if you're going to go and show, you know, let's say a couple houses, if you get that, then you're going to be dealing with a few people. So if you take a little bit of that vitamin C and eat your orange, what you're actually doing is using the cofactors in the orange to absorb more of that vitamin C to strengthen your immune system even more when you go deal with people. So what I would say is use the vitamin C powder or capsules, supplements, when they sort of call for it. But if you're a healthy individual, eat your food, eat your vitamins. That is the absolute best thing you can do.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great recommendation. You know Something that, that I think is really cool that's come out of COVID-19 and a lot of people being at home is people are actually taking the time to learn how to cook and, and taking the time to, to learn new recipes and kind of try different things, which is really interesting. And I think it's a good time to create some new healthy habits and some new healthy routines. And so that being said, what are your thoughts around, you know, the types of foods that individuals can be can be looking at their herbs or, or you know, what types of foods can they be focused on in order to, to feel better in their day-to-day?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, this, is, this is some of my favorite parts here, just because it's all food. Uh, so right off the bat, what I would say, uh, number one is fresh vegetables. That is the absolute number one to get in touch with and start dealing with eating lots of fresh salads, chopping and steaming vegetables, any of that kind of thing is absolutely the best. The major reason why is that the vegetables themselves are loaded with lots and lots of minerals, um, and of course, vitamins as well. But the minerals are really, really important, because this is what our body runs on. So if you remember back to science class when you did, for example, the electricity tests, when you have a a water solution that's just distilled water and a salt water solution, and you put the electricity in in the water that has no minerals in it, it's just distilled, nothing happens. The light bulb doesn't light up. But the one with salt in it, the light bulb lights up. Now when you look at our bodies, our immune system, our brain, Um, our muscles, everything runs off of these little electric signals. We have neurons that run on that, we have receptor sites in our muscles that run on electrical signals. And if we don't have enough minerals in our body, those electrical signals don't flow very well, just like the water test in science class. So why I say that is that if your brain and your muscles and your immune system and everything's communicating properly, you are gonna be a very healthy individual. So fresh veggies are loaded with minerals, so that's my number one. That would be my major reason why. And fresh veggies are also full of enzymes. Now enzymes are these little, little creatures that are responsible for, oh gosh, thousands and thousands of different chemical reactions in our body and different processes in our body. Everything from digestion to blinking to moving your fingers, enzymes do everything. So the more enzymes that you intake in your body, the better your cells will work And enzymes also help with things like digestion so you'll digest those foods better and you'll also absorb those vitamins a lot better so i don't want to spend too long on fresh veggies but that would be my number one a few others to get really in tune with garlic garlic is awesome it's once again antibacterial Um, it is antiviral uh, antimicrobial it's anti-inflammatory garlic is wonderful for the immune system if you can get your hands on some fermented garlic then you're getting some probiotics with it but when it comes to garlic you cannot overdo it you can put as much garlic in food as you want your friends might not like it but other than that that's okay garlic is so good for your immune system try to use that in all your meals other ones what uh, was mentioning vitamin C oranges lemons limes cherries anything like that Eat lots of nice of those kind of fruits and you'll find that you're getting a lot of vitamin C. In these times, I'd probably stay away from tropical fruits. So oranges are a tropical fruit, but they're so full of vitamin C. But pineapples, bananas, they're so high in sugar, limit them, don't cut them right out because they're fun to eat and they're so good for you. But you know, they're very, very high in sugar. So every once in a while, have some of those, but lemons, limes, those are so good for you. Another one to get in tune with is sauerkraut. Um, If you're into making sauerkraut or you can go to your local store and just like buy some really fresh sauerkraut sauerkraut is full of probiotics. So it's going to keep your immune system healthy It's also amazing for your digestion. So once again, just like the fresh enzymes and fruits and veggies you're gonna absorb vitamins a lot better and sauerkraut works well in almost every dish or you can go for something called kimchi which is like the Korean version of it and it's nice and spicy and if you like spice, spice is really good at killing off bad bacteria, so once again, really, really good for cleaning up your body. And you know, a lot of us will be eating a lot of protein because we love our protein, and what I tell people right now, if you're gonna be eating protein, probably best sources if you're a vegetarian, eating things like your lentils, beans, and chickpeas, and if you do like to eat meat, eat maybe things like fish and chicken because they're a lot easier on the body, and they're not so acidic like red meat. And I really stress that right now because we don't want a lot of acidic things in the body. Uh, It's the acidity in certain foods that will lower our immune systems, just like stress. Whenever we get stressed, we get a lot of acidity in us. So when it comes to your protein source, chickens and fish, those are so good because they're really, really alkaline. And the same thing with the lentils and the beans and the chickpeas. So those are some of the foods that I would really get into. And maybe just to touch a little bit as well, you can take it from foods to herbs. And herbs are really nice because they're kind of in that in-between point of a supplement and a food because they're a little bit stronger in a lot of those medicinals than just your average food. So if we're going to take any herbs, some of the things I would say is uh, herbal teas are so good. They help the body to relax. Um, You can get different ones, for example, like uh, thyme. Uh, Thyme tea is very antibacterial. Uh, Holy basil tea, very anti-stressing. Dandelion root tea. Dandelions are all over the place in Alberta and dandelion root is so good for your liver, it'll strengthen your liver. So drink up some of those teas. Other things that you can do, uh, you can basically get omega-3s. Omega-3s come from so many different sources, from fish, from flax seeds, from chia seeds. Um, You can get supplements of omega-3s and those are amazing just for your muscles, your brain, your immune system. Omega-3s are very anti-inflammatory, so you'll find that those in general just help everything. And touch on one more, if you've ever heard of medicinal mushrooms. Medicinal mushrooms you can get in the form of uh, shiitake mushrooms. If you've ever heard of the uh, reishi mushroom or chaga, these mushrooms are incredibly high in antioxidants. So you can get these in your local health food store, usually just in the form of tea. And you can brew those up, and you'll get some of the most antioxidants and immune-supporting chemicals out of any herb on Earth. So medicinal mushrooms are wonderful. If you ever see those, you can't go wrong. Wow,
0: that's, that's fantastic. There's a lot of good recommendations there. I, I find it so funny that sauerkraut has made such a comeback from, from when I was a child, and my German grandmother forced me to eat it all the time.
1: Oh, me too. You know, I got it a lot when I was a kid, and then it kind of disappeared.
0: Yeah, yeah, it did. And it really is coming back. And I think people are just recognizing the benefit of eating it.
1: Yeah, you know, I just started uh, making it a couple years ago. And uh, my gosh, like we just do it all the time now. And we share it with people. And it's just it's such a fun thing to do. That's fantastic.
0: So you've gone through a lot, a really great list of of items that people should be focused on. What are some of the things we should try to cut out of our diets?
1: Things that you should try to cut out of your diets. So (laughs) when it really comes down to it, what a I would say trying to cut out of your diet um, a lot of fast food if you eat fast foods. So, and, and that's the hard part too. Whenever, um, if you're on the go a lot, especially as a realtor, um, you know, you're going from different places all the time. You're in your car a lot of times. So McDonald's and all these kinds of places are really easy. You know, they're right there. They're quick, they're fast. But as I was talking earlier about acidity, these foods are so full of mineral less vitamin Less. Uh, foods that it's really not providing you with a lot so a lot of fast foods you really want to try to cut out the other thing too right now skip the dishes is really really popular and when you order things like skip the dishes when you get that food you're getting lukewarm food and the biggest issue with that is that the lukewarm is the best place for bacteria to thrive So when we're talking about taking care of our immune systems and really trying to reduce the possibility of getting a virus, lukewarm foods and foods that have been sitting around and things like that are really, really not good for us. So of course you want to make it really, really fresh. Other than that, a lot of sugary drinks. So uh, when it comes down to soda pops and when it comes down to uh, juices, what you really want to do is you really want to try to not get the things in the store that have the ingredients of glucose, fructose, you know, and flavorings where they're making a juice-like product, you want something that actually is 100% apple juice or a blend of apple juice and pear juice and and things like that. And then that way you're actually getting real vitamins instead of just something that tastes like it's helping you. So really try to go after more real ingredients than than that kind of thing. And then, you know, frozen food section, really popular. I remember when I went to the grocery store when this whole uh, quarantine started and so much of the frozen food, So much of it was gone right off the bat, Um, and frozen foods. My gosh, if you look at the ingredients, there's so many preservatives. Um, So when you're you're eating those frozen foods, you're eating a lot of artificial ingredients, a lot of artificial fats, or you know petroleum extracted style preservatives. So you're not really getting a lot of vitamins in that sense. So I would really try to cut out a lot of the processed stuff, a lot of the fast foods, and you know, really, it, it doesn't take a lot at home to. You know, go to the store, get yourself one of those little soup thermoses, maybe get a, you know, a crock pot on your counter and, uh, you know, throw in a couple cans of chickpeas and some chopped up some veggies and some spices and, and uh, let that simmer for the night and put that in your soup thermos. And, you know, you've got something that you can take with you throughout the day, make a salad in a little, a little Tupperware container, you know, or have some, you know, chopped up chicken in there and, uh, you know, take that with you because we can do this. It's, it's not really that hard of a thing. We just got to do it. And that's the major thing, you know, is really going after the real food. So if you can't pronounce some of the ingredients in your food, you probably should cut it out.
0: Yeah, that's such a good recommendation. I think a lot of it just comes down to planning, being organized and not being intimidated by the idea of of eating nutritiously, just taking the time to educate yourself.
1: Absolutely. You know, and then that's the major thing. If you go onto Google and you just type in easy recipes, you'll find so many simple recipes, you know, five ingredient things that you can make up and sit overnight and just be ready. Yeah, Michelle in our house, she makes all the soups. I'm not very good at it, but you know, I can still, I can still eat what I make. It's still decent. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) You know, we we work with a realtor, and one of the things that I, I thought was fantastic is he um, when he one of his clients has purchased a house as the purchasing gift, which a lot of realtors will will give something to the client who's purchased their their property. He will actually connect them with a chef who will come in and and cook for them. And I just think it's such an amazing gift. For one, it's, it's not cheap, right? It's, it's actually a very good value. But also, what an experience they're creating for, for their client.
1: Oh, that's incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah. I what an it's idea. Interesting. And, and an opportunity for people to spend time in their home, but also you know, maybe to take some lessons from the chef and learn a little bit of technique and, and see that it's not as intimidating as it, it might be in their heads.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's so wonderful. You know, actually show people using their kit, someone using their kitchen, really get them involved. Like, that, yeah. that's so wonderful.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a neat thing. We've talked a lot about um, the food and nutrition, and I just want to spend a couple of minutes talking to you about some of the other precautions that that are now really being recommended as we start to look towards a relaunch um, of more people going back out into into society. So some of the things that we're hearing are, you know, make sure you're you're wearing your face masks and and having gloves, and there's even some some stores now, you know, for instance Costco, that you're required to to wear a face mask in order to shop there. And I just wanted to, to take a moment to get your take on some of those and how effective you think they are.
1: Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Like right off the bat, I'll mention the, the gloves. Those are everywhere, and everybody's wearing them. And when it comes to gloves, the major, the major thing with them is that when you wear a glove, you don't generally tend to wash the glove. And that's the biggest problem. Um, If you look at a lot of restaurants and a lot of sanitary practices, um, even via the Alberta Food Safe, you don't have to wear gloves when you're you're dealing with food. And I, myself, I worked in the restaurant industry for over 10 years. And one of the major things you find out right away is that if you wear gloves whilst you're preparing food, what happens is, is you spread a lot of bacteria to other people's food because you don't ever wash your gloves. Gloves can't be washed and you really cannot get bacteria off of the gloves, even if you were to rinse them. So that's the number one issue when you wear gloves is that people will put the gloves on and they feel safe. They're touching different products. They're touching doors. They're on their cell phones. They're touching their cell phone um, and then they're touching more surfaces and they're not washing those gloves. So it tends to spread it around a lot. So my recommendation is generally gloves. If you're going to use them, Use them once for a reason, and then get rid of them. And that would be the best way to go about it. To really transmit this disease, you'd have to be touching, you know, your mouth or your nose or your face somewhere. So if you touch things with your hands, and you wash your hands, well, the cool part is is that you're actually getting the bacteria off of your hands right away. The other really interesting thing is that on your hands, you have a layer of healthy bacteria that will actually kind of fight off bad bacteria. And that kind of leads me into the whole thing where people are using hand sanitizer a lot. So when it comes down to the hand sanitizer and the soap, if you have the choice, I would say go for the soap. And the major reason is is when you're using soap, you put that stuff in your hands and you're underwater and you're actually rubbing your hands and you're scrubbing. And that's what really removes the bacteria. Um, A lot of times people just get that little squirt of foam of hand sanitizer and they'll put it on the outside of their hands. And that may kill off a lot of bacteria. In fact, it'll kill off 99% of the bacteria. So when you use hand sanitizer a lot, you remove that protective layer of bacteria. So when it comes to hand sanitizer, use it when you have to. A lot of times you don't have the choice and you're just in a situation where that's the only thing. So definitely use it when you need to. But if you have the choice between soap or hand sanitizer, definitely use the soap. Your hands will get cleaner and you'll get rid of a lot more bacteria safely. Also, as well, we're doing the whole uh, masks. Now, with the masks, that's a really touchy one um, overall because, once again, to transmit this, you will have to, you know, get it in your mouth so you don't wanna be talking very close to somebody. If you transfer it through spit or something like that, that is very realistic. So I understand why people do wanna wear the masks. The only thing with the masks to just be aware of is that the first thing is that it can stress people out overall because you're wearing the mask, it's, it's a high stress thing. Also not wearing a mask can really stress people out. So right now the masks are more of, I think, just a, a thing to comfort us overall. Are they overall necessary to, you know, make sure you don't get sick? Not necessarily, but is it protocol? Uh, Is it mandated? Follow those kind of things. Make people around you feel comfortable. You know, you make your own choices in those situations. Personally, I don't think the masks are essential, but if they are for certain stores, you got to follow those rules. And you know, do what what makes people feel comfortable. And I think that's the major thing about the social distancing, is we're really trying to make everybody feel comfortable. Now, once again, is social distancing really gonna help us fight off a a disease or or a sickness? Not necessarily. If you've ever heard of uh, this thing called herd immunity, the idea with herd immunity is where when a lot of people start congregating and a lot of people start to interact socially, people will start getting a virus And then you start building antibodies to that virus, and then you get rid of the virus. It's the exact way that we got rid of the SARS virus was through herd immunity. So the social distancing thing, uh, you know, once again makes people feel comfortable. I certainly don't want to deal with somebody who is sick. So you know, it is good to have that. But at the same time, don't let you know, don't let it get to you. Don't let it stress you out. Uh, we don't have to be germaphobes over this whole thing. Once again, treat it like you would treat a uh, normal flu, and the same thing that we're told every year. You know, try not to touch too many things. Don't touch your face. Um, if you have to sneeze, do the Dracula sneeze and sneeze into your arm. You know, those common practices don't go to work if you're feeling ill. You know, be more careful if you have a compromised immune system or if you are elderly. So you know, don't stress about it. Don't take it too far you know, and uh, make your choices for sure, you know, depending on your social situation.
0: I think you bring up a good point there that it really is about comfort. Um, so it, a lot of our members will be out there with the public and they're trying to establish trust and they're trying to establish, establish practices that, that show to, to consumers that, you know, we are taking this really seriously and that we do have protocols in place to make them feel comfortable So I think it's a great opportunity for realtors to, to recognize that, that, you know, whether they feel that masks are effective or not, your client might, and your client might see it as, you know, something comfortable and it might make them just feel more comfortable in a a specific situation.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. that, that, That small level of respect can really make all the difference.
0: Are there any other factors or any other areas that you'd like to touch on with regards to to increasing wellness?
1: Yeah, I'll I'll mention just a few more here just to finish up that are are probably just the more fun things that we can do. Um, And and like I said, stress is the number one factor uh, that's going to make you sick. So do the things, I would say, that really make you healthy. So number one, getting outside is the number best number one thing you can do. Uh, the sunlight gives us vitamin D, and vitamin D is so amazing for our immune system. Uh, study after study, they've shown how the immune system can fight off a variety of diseases through vitamin D. And you can go to the store and you can get a supplement. Uh, usually people take roughly about 2,000 units a day, which is just a few drops in the mouth. If you go outside, let's say around noon, and you get your arms and you get your head and your face out in the sun for about 15 minutes, you'll produce roughly 10,000 units. So if you can get outside, that's the best thing you can do. Getting fresh air makes you feel good, you'll get more oxygen. Oxygen is so good because it helps to alkalize the body, and viruses and bad bacteria cannot thrive in an oxygen enriched environment so getting outside and exercising or going for a walk just getting out there you're actually doing yourself so much more good than you could ever imagine Um, and just to reduce that stress you know going for a walk seeing nature they've even shown just actually looking at pictures of trees will help to reduce stress chemicals in the brain so going out and just you know getting out for a walk will completely de-stress you deep breathing Uh, is another one but of course if you get out and exercise you will be breathing and do fun things as well you know if you like to um, listen to music if you have a favorite album if you like to paint if you have a favorite book or a favorite movie anything like that do it take the time to sit down and do some of your most favorite things and they've shown if you do things that you enjoy you're going to start producing chemicals like serotonin and melatonin and dopamine that actually strengthen your immune system, make you feel good. And then that way you won't get stressed out during this whole thing.
0: That's fantastic. And I think, you know, we're we're moving into the the summer months here. So it's nice that there is a lot more sunshine out there that compels us to spend a bit more time outdoors.
1: Absolutely. This is the time to do it. Um, and I think the uh, BIRDA or was the Canadian government came out and said that staying inside is probably not so good for us now and they're thinking that maybe getting outside might be better and a lot of us health practitioners have been saying this the whole time so do it do not be worried at all keep your social distance when you're out there but it is the best thing for you
0: yeah just your mental wellness as
1: well oh absolutely yeah
0: excellent well these are some great tips and it was really good to have a better understanding of how the virus is working and what we can do um, to lessen our stress around it so thank you so much dustin for your time today
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I hope that anybody listening in can really use any of this information um, and I really hope it helps. Um, and if anybody does want to uh, get a hold of me or look further into this, they can check me out online at uh, keynutrition.ca. Great. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you.
0: Thank you, Dustin. We hope you stay safe out there and we hope to see you the next time we are in your area.